Thanks for finding us and tuning into this podcast this week presented by Beef O'Brady's in Tampa on the corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue, as well as Hank's Barbecue and Home Slice Pizza. Enjoy the podcast. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. A kick. It is good. To beat the man, you gotta beat the man. The two-one swung lane drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the run of the play. This is the Powers on Sports podcast. Welcome into the Thanksgiving edition of the Powers on Sports podcast. Appreciate you finding us. First and foremost, hope everybody listening either is having a good Thanksgiving or if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, had a good Thanksgiving uh, with your friends, relatives, and or family uh, down here in Tampa for Thanksgiving. Got a nice day looking in front of us here on Thursday. Going to be about 75 degrees. Very nice weather. All that good stuff. Heading over to mom's to have a little turkey, a little mashed potatoes and all that kind of all the good sides that my mother is very good at preparing so thanks mom for doing that um full week of of sports action on the calendar this week we've got college football we got the nba we got the world cup starting we got the nfl obviously thanksgiving day nfl games from from basically 12 o'clock till 12 o'clock at night three games on the schedule um, you know, obviously Thanksgiving Day is a traditional football day, so you're going to you see some college basketball, the Maui Classic going on out in Hawaii. So you got a lot of stuff going on in the sports world this week. Uh, got a good episode for you. I'm going to give you some news and nuggets from the NFL, college football, the World Cup, and then we're going to talk to Jeff Colhane. Jeff is the new play-by-play voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Jeff's replacing the legend Gene Deckerhoff. Uh, for those of you down here in this in the in the southeast, probably know we you know Gene. Gene's been the voice of Florida State football for in Florida State basketball for so many years. He just retired from his Florida State duties last last off season, and Jeff has taken over for Gene. Gene is still the voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down here in Tampa, where I'm at. But again, Gene uh, is the legendary voice of the Florida State Seminoles, and Jeff is coming to Tallahassee from North Dakota State, where the Bison. We're, we're getting busy, taking care of business, a, a major force at the FCS level. And Jeff joins, again, joins uh, Florida State from North Dakota State. And he's had many experiences all around the country, West Virginia, Nebraska, and most recently in North Dakota State. So you will enjoy our chat with Jeff Colhane about the broadcasting world, what it's like to replace a legend, you know, the amount of homerism you have to provide when you're the voice of a university like he is, and all that good stuff. So I think you'll enjoy our chat with uh, Jeff Colhane. So before we get to Jeff, what's want to talk to you? Let's do some news and notes. First, we'll start in the NFL. Uh, obviously, Thanksgiving Day, you got three games. You got Buffalo, Detroit in Detroit. You got uh, the Giants in Dallas at the 430 game. And then at night, interesting game, you got New England heading to Minnesota. Minnesota coming off the thrashing. They got beat last week down by the Cowboys. 
New England with a nice win against the Patriots in dramatic fashion with the punt return late in the game. And speaking of the Jets and the Patriots, what a disastrous uh, press conference Zach Wilson put on post game. You know, taking zero accountability and and and, and zero responsibility for his lack, of the, just a pitiful effort he put out there. That whole offense produced two yards of offense in the second half against the Patriots as they lose 10-3 in Foxborough on the punt return with less than 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So Wilson has been uh, benched by Salah. It's the only thing Salah could do in New York. You could not roll Zach Wilson out there again with that defensive that defense that they have in New York who's potentially a championship-level defense. You cannot roll Zach Wilson back out there again this week. He's just shown a lack of maturity. He doesn't seem like he... Uh, understands the scope and awareness of what he, what's going on. He's on a he's got a good team. He's got a playoff type of team, and he just isn't ready yet for prime time. Not sure he'll ever be ready, especially in New York. The, the media there is uh, not an easy place to, to 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 handle. And when you just are so flippant about your performance level and the performance of the offense that you're guiding, it's just a untenable situation potentially. They go to Mike White, the backup quarterback. Joe Flacco's the backup. And Zach Wilson will be inactive for the foreseeable future, for what it sounds like for Salah. Um, don't know if this is the end of the road for Zach. Remember, Wilson's the number two overall pick in the 2021 draft out of BYU. There were a lot of questions about Wilson coming out of BYU, maturity level. Could he handle playing against upper echelon talent? He's got a good arm, but other than that, all, a lot of questions surrounding his ability to process information, read defenses, things like that, and most importantly, be a leader of an offense. So Zach Wilson down and going to be uh, holding his shoulder pads, holding the clipboard for a while in New York, as he should be. So good for you, Rob Robert Sala, for doing that. Because that, that basically is going to save your locker room from having a mutiny on you. A couple of coaching uh, uh, situations during this week. We had two coaches arrested in the NFL in the last few, several days, you have the OC in Tennessee, Todd Downing, gets arrested for DUI following the Thursday night game, coming out of Green Bay on his way home. I mean, I got two words. What are you doing? I, and, I, and I blame the Tennessee, I, and I blame Vrabel for this too. I'm sure, don't know what happened, if they were drinking on the plane home, if they were if they were having some beverages when they, were, when they got home back to Tennessee, but you cannot allow – this guy to get into a car and drive home for and what these guys are doing putting their careers on the line by not calling an uber and driving home drunk is beyond me but shame on you todd downing you know yet you you're promising big up big 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 win in green bay is marred by your your just your stupidity post game on the driving back home in nashville what three four in the morning or whatever time it was so uh, just a bad, bad job. Then you had Sean Kugler, the offensive line uh, assistant in uh, Arizona, gets arrested. Or not, he didn't get arrested, but he gets accused of of uh, groping a woman in Mexico City the day before the and Sunday night before the Monday night games in Mexico City. Uh, a complaint is filed. Arizona puts him on a plane back to Arizona. He doesn't coach in the game, and he's and he's fired the next day. Again, shame on you, Sean Coogler. What, what are you doing putting yourself in that position uh, on a road trip of all places, especially, um, you know, 
I hate to say it, guys. When you do stupid things, you're gonna get, but you you deserve stupid consequences, and that's that's probably uh, you know gonna be a major tarnish on Sean Coogler's reputation as far as his ability to get another job uh, down the road, especially in the NFL and all that stuff. Speaking of coaches, you're gonna see a, a, a lot of coaching carousel stuff going on in college football here in the next uh, you know five to seven days. You're going to see some vacancies filled. You have Auburn, Nebraska, USF, um, lots of openings around the around the country. Georgia Tech's open, so you're going to see a lot of coaching movement here in the next week or so. Uh, names to, to be aware of: Tom Herman, Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders, potentially at some at some of these jobs. So it'll be interesting to see what some of these what some of these programs do um, as far as filling these vacancies. But again, you'll see a lot of. Uh, a lot of uh, coaching moves, and you feel bad for the coaches that are getting let go, the assistant coaches especially, their families, their uh, uh, lack of knowing what's next for them. Uh, so you have a lot of that stuff going on around the country, and that's you know that's that's the down the downside of the coaching industry this time of year when you're on a staff that the coach has been removed and it's not going to be brought back. So. Um, good luck to all those coaches looking for new opportunities. And again, there'll be a lot of uh, movement here in the coaching world in the next several days on the college level. So um, college football, we got the playoff rankings, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia. One, I'm sorry, number four is TCU. Five is LSU. Six is USC. Interesting that they kept LSU in front of USC. LSU two losses, USC one. What that tells me is if USC... And LSU both run the table, and there's only one spot left. That if LSU beats Georgia and beats Texas A&M, they're getting into the playoff over a one-loss USC Pac-12 champion. That's assuming TCU runs the table and assumes the winner of Ohio State-Michigan is able to make it as well. So still a lot of football to be played. Again, you have the the colossal matchup, Ohio State-Michigan this week in Columbus. Health of Blake Corum is will be a major factor in this game. Will he be able to play? And if he does play, will he be able to be uh, at full speed uh, or pretty close to full speed? He got injuries on the Ohio State running back room as well. Uh, so it'd be a very interesting game. You got a you got the the offense of Ohio State versus the defense in the running game of Michigan. And which one of these uh, can can and obviously the rivalry and all the, all that's on the line there. So it'd be very interesting to see how that goes. A lot of rivalries around the country this week. Florida, Florida State. You got Alabama, Auburn. You got the stuff out west. Oregon, Oregon State. Washington, Washington State. Lots and lots of rivalries around the country. Um, you know, border rivalries, things like that. Arkansas, Missouri. LSU, Texas A&M. Uh, not a ton of sexy, sexy matchups, but you got a ton of rivalries and a lot of kids that know each other will be playing against each other uh, for the la- their last regular season game as we lead into championship week, which will be next week for all the conference uh, conferences, things like that. So, um, again, I'll be I'll be in tune to the Florida-Florida State game down here. Again, Jeff Colhane, the voice of the Seminoles, is coming up as soon as we're done here. We're talking about uh, that game as well as the broadcasting world as well. So, Heisman Trophy, no clear favorite has has made themselves apparent. I think the list is is probably three or four players. I think Caleb Williams is in a great spot if he continues to play well, has another big game against Notre Dame, plays well in against uh, 
Oregon in the championship game. I think he'll be in the driver's seat. C.J. Stroud, uh, Ohio State quarterback, has an opportunity here. Though he's been up and down. He's not had the most consistent year. And then a guy like Stetson Bennett potentially, just very steady, but he's led the number one team in the country all year. Been very good throwing the ball. If he has a big game, especially against LSU, that could lead to some Heisman Trophy votes as well. Um, again, Will, Will Anderson's another guy. He probably won't win it, but he may get invited, things like that. So Max Duggan at TCU, the quarterback. Again, if he has a huge game the next couple of weeks, potentially he could be in the mix as well. But statistically, I think it's probably down to Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud. I think Blake Corum is potentially in the mix as well. If he were to have a huge game against Ohio State, I think his name would be vaulted into the list. He's had a great year, scored about, I think, he, hell, he might have 20 touchdowns this year, but he's had a great year as the tailback at Michigan. So it'd be very interesting. But again, no clear-cut winner. Still got a couple more weeks of, of, of games this week and next week. And then you'll see the Heisman Trophy here in a couple of weeks. So um, last thing I want to talk about, World Cup. The World Cup in Qatar is in full force now. You're seeing, if you're if you're a soccer fan like I am, you know, you got games starting as early as 4 o'clock in the morning here in the United States on the East Coast. Yeah, I think they're 4, 8, 10, and 12, or 10 and 2. So I'm sorry, maybe 4, 8, uh, 11, and 2. I think it's three-hour increments. But again, you got uh, games all over the place, four games a day. It's a little bit of a condensed schedule, so you're going to get more games each day, which is a good thing for the viewer. All the games are on Fox and Fox Sports 1. So that's that's kind of your place. Again, even if you're not a huge soccer fan, it's a great event. You get some upsets. We've already had two big upsets. Saudi Arabia shocks Messi and Argentina in the first pool in the first uh, game of pool play. And then you had Japan come from 1-0 down to beat Germany in another big upset here on uh, Wednesday. Uh, the United States played their first game, a 1-1 draw with Wales, a kind of a disappointing draw for the U.S., up one nothing, kind of dominating play, and just a careless, reckless tackle by uh, Zimmerman, the defense men against uh, Gareth Bale in the box, leading to a penalty kick, and Bale, who is a world-class sniper, puts it away, ties the game for Wales. Wales gets out of there with a 1-1 draw. The U.S. is now in a tricky spot. Um England with a huge win in, 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 in their first pool play game against Iran. They play the United States Friday, 2 o'clock Eastern time. The U.S. somehow has got to win one of these next two games against England and Iran. If you can get out of that group with four points, you're probably going to get through. If you can somehow get a draw with England and beat Iran with five, you're going to for sure make it. So, uh, again, positive things coming out of the U.S. game. I like I liked the the... the the play, the U.S. has one of the youngest lineups in the in the World Cup to draw. I think they're the second youngest uh, squad in the World Cup. Burhalter, the coach. But again, get somehow figure out a way to get a point against England. Draw England, and you'll be in good shape going up against Iran. Iran will not be as bad as they were in the, in the game against England. They are a better team than they showed. So they will give Wales and the United States some problems. But the U.S. should be able to beat Iran um, and again, that's almost a must-win game for the United States because it's going to come down to that last game of what they do. But if the U.S. can somehow get a get a result against England, a draw, you never know. The last time we played England, we've never lost to England in the World Cup. They beat them in 1950. If you remember the monster upset back then, which you don't remember, but it happened. 
the U.S. is undefeated against England in the World Cup. And again, a big, a big, big uh, task for, for the United States team on Friday, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Will Gio Reyna get in the lineup? That was the big question coming out of the first game is why no Gio Reyna uh, brought in the game as a sub. So we'll see if Reyna is part of the mix on Friday. But again, I liked what I saw out of the U.S. team in the first half, especially. was aggressive. They played well. Got to finish off these teams when you get a one-goal lead. You cannot let these teams back in the game. But, again, you've seen some drubbings as well. Spain beat Costa Rica 7-0. Uh, England put six on the board against uh, Iran. France had a big 4-1 win against Australia. So the World Cup is going. You're going to see, again, three to four games every day all the way through the group stage. And then you'll see a single elimination in the in the in the – Will be the, the the draw will be cut down from 32 to 16. Remember the top two teams from each group automatically advance. So uh, there's there's eight groups of four. The top two from each group advance to get to 16, and then it turns into single elimination to see who's the World Cup champion. Favorites in this tournament, many people had Brazil, Argentina as favorites. France is another team that a lot of people like as a favorite. Kind of a sleeper team, Belgium. They 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 get a one nil win their first game against Canada. That's a team with a lot of experience and a lot of skill. That's a team to potentially look out for. But again, Argentina up against the ropes here after after the pool play game one with a stunning loss to Saudi Arabia. Same with Germany, stunning loss to Japan. So they have some massive work to do to get out of the group stage. Uh, and, but that's part of the the intrigue of the World Cup is some of these upsets and results lead to the pressure of what is a World Cup. So enjoy the World Cup, even if you're not a soccer fan. It's a great event. Even if it's, I know it's a little slow to watch on TV, but it's very exciting. There's games on all day long, every day of the week, which makes it fun. So enjoy it while it's here, because they only come around it once every four years. And USA plays Friday, and then they play their last uh, pool play game early next week against Iran. So there you have it. We will be back in just a couple of minutes with Jeff Colhane. Enjoy the, the my interview with him. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Do a nice thing for somebody. Lots of people are having to work on Thanksgiving. So if you're around people that are having to work, give them a shout out. Uh, again, you can reach us on uh, Twitter at JPO Sports. On my, on my YouTube channel, Jason Powers Sports Channel on YouTube. And I also have a couple other podcasts that I do. So definitely check them out. The No Quarter Given Podcast, um, we talk about all things Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then on the Florida Football Insiders Podcast, we talk all things college football in the state of Florida. Um, we are part of the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Podcast Network. If you're interested in podcasts or in content about college football from all over the country, definitely go to that the College Gridiron Coast to Coast Network on your podcast platform find it subscribe you'll get content from the pac 12 big 12 the deep south louisiana lsu the state of florida we're talking sec big 10 uh action as well with the huge game michigan ohio state great just a great uh place to to find college football content here the last few weeks of the college football season so thanks for tuning in appreciate the support and we will be right back in just a couple of minutes with Jeff Colhane, new voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Are you in the market for a new home as we enter the fall? First time home buyer, you want to upsize or downsize your current living situation? Reach out to Titan Home Lending for all of your home lending needs. If you need an FHA, VA, conventional, jumbo, or even a bank statement loan, 
Titan is the place to help you. We will work with whatever financial situation you are dealing with. Again, from Key West to Pensacola to Orlando to everywhere in between, Titan Home Lending is your home lending source in the state of Florida. Reach out to Jason Powers, 205-790-1404. This podcast is presented by Beefo Brady's Home Slice Pizza and Hank's Barbecue. For all of your restaurant needs anywhere in the Carrollwood Forest Hills area of Tampa, definitely reach out Beefo Brady's Home Slice Pizza on the corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue and Hank's Barbecue just north on Dale Mabry, just north of Waters Avenue on the left. For all of your catering needs, whether it's barbecue, whether it's sports bar food, whether it's pizza, anything you need as the holidays approach, reach out to Beefo Brady's, Home Slice Pizza, or Hank's Barbecue. Games you want to watch Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday night, college football, NFL, NBA is starting, NHL is starting, college basketball right around the corner. Check out all the TVs, all the great setups, all you need for sports viewing at Bevo Brady's on the corner of Bush Boulevard and Himes Avenue. Now a word from our partners at Print and Marketing Solutions, as well as Star Alvarado, our realtor here on the podcast. If you have any buying and selling needs anywhere in the Bay Area, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. She can help you on the selling side or the buying side of any real estate transaction here in the Tampa Bay area. From St. Pete to Tampa to Wesley Chapel and anywhere in between, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. And Print and Marketing Solutions, my guy Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. Todd's located on the corner of Lineball and Gun Highway over in Carrollwood. Todd can help you with all of your print and supply needs, corporate events, golf tournaments, signs and banners, marketing pieces, color copies, anything in between. Todd is your print and marketing specialist. Again, print and marketing specialist, Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. All right, welcome back to the Powers on Sports and Florida Football Insider Simulcast. We've got a special uh, thrill this week. We're going to talk to the new voice of the Florida State Seminole, the director of broadcasting up at Florida State, Jeff Colhane. He is the uh, new voice of the uh, Florida State Seminoles, taking over for legendary voice Gene Deckerhoff, which we all know and love, obviously down here in Tampa with me, with the Buccaneers as well. So welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Jason, it's great to talk with you, and uh, man, what a week. This is as good as it gets, and this Florida State football team, they are rolling right now. They're playing as well as they played in quite some time, and I echo your sentiments on uh, the great Gene Deckerhoff. He is an amazing broadcaster, an even better person, and he's been great to me here in Tallahassee. It's been fun to get to know him this season. Yeah, talk about first question. Yeah, talk about that. I know, obviously, it's always a you know it's it's always a new adventure when you take a new job and a new opportunity like you like you're doing. Jeff came to came to Tallahassee from North Dakota State, so you're used to winning with the Bison up in uh, up in uh, Fargo. So you've had plenty of winning in your uh, background, especially on the football field. Talk about that uh, from your perspective. How were you, were you nervous about knowing the legendary voice that you were coming in, taking over for with Gene retiring? Talk about how that transition 
uh, kind of fed into your uh, thought into taking this job? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jason, I've always been someone that, you know, a dream of mine has to be has been to be a, at a place where, you know, just to be simple about it, it matters. You know, people eat it up. They wake up in the morning. They want to know what's going on with their team. They, they eat it. They drink it. Uh, they bleed it. Uh, they've, they've cried thinking about it. You know, that's always been my my dream to be at a place like that. And, you know, uh, Gene obviously ha has been someone that for us in, in the business, you uh, gravitate towards even if you're not someone from around the area. Uh, I listened to Gene Deckerhoff and Bar Nunn and Tom at many different stops during my career. I've been in Lincoln, Nebraska, Morgantown, West Virginia, as you mentioned, Fargo, North Dakota. You know, I was cutting my grass uh, Labor Day weekend of the Notre Dame game in Fargo, listening to Gene and, and William and Tom right. call the game. Right. And so, um, you know, Florida State's always been a place, obviously, that is one of the great brands, if not the best brand in all of, of college athletics. And, you know, for me, North Dakota State was an absolute fantastic place. It was close to family for me. Um, the people there are amazing. The administration uh, and the coaches and the student athletes were uh, unbelievable. Um, but Florida State is a whole nother animal. And so I guess to answer your question, was I nervous? No. Uh, anxious, excited? Sure. Definitely uh, a little bit of that going on. Um, I got the question, are you scared about doing this? This is what I've dreamed about for my entire life. Why in the world would I be scared right. to to achieve my dreams? And so certainly um, there is a challenge when you follow somebody as great as Gene with his longevity, because that's not really the case anymore, really anything that anybody does. Right. And so the challenge is to slide in and you want to make everyone feel as they listen, as if there there's nothing different and there's not a huge change and that's been my goal here in this first season yeah i think you've done a great job listening to you several times with uh william floyd who i was who i was a teammate with yeah. a long time ago and uh but yeah they how do you uh again you have to like you said you have to be yourself you have your own style of broadcasting and how you present the game and present the, the story of the of the game how, how how fun has it been for you to be involved with such winning at uh, Fargo, you guys were unbelievable with, with with the Bison. Florida State, you've kind of joined here on the uptick here when they've got back to to their winning ways. How how fun is that as a broadcaster as opposed to when you're a a three and eight team or you're struggling and all that kind of stuff? Oh, it matters. I mean, it really does, especially in and you know for me uh, as as the new guy taking over, that is a a huge component. Even though. Um, I have zero to do with anything on the field, but you know, if some, if, if people want to say, Hey, uh, I brought a little, you know, a little magic with me. I'll, I'll take that. I guess yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run with it a little bit, but no, it's tremendous. I mean, you want to be a part of games where people care and winning is what is what leads to all of that. And the LSU game uh, early in the season, that was an amazing moment uh, early, early on with an unbelievable finish that we'll always remember and nobody will ever forget 
getting off to the four and zero start, uh, you know, was was fantastic. And you know, I I, I understand the the trepidation uh, about getting too excited from from Knowles fans because it's been tough here the last six seven years. I, I understand that, um, but I've been lucky enough to be at places where winning is expected. And so I guess my my background or my thought going into every game is I, I expect our guys to play well and win. And I expect myself, when you ask about my style, I expect to call the game as if it's one of the biggest games that you're going to hear and, and to have a winning style of broadcast. And so prepare the same way every week, um, you know, have have kind of like my my schedule I like to get to. You know, with a three-year-old and a five-month-old, that schedule changes quite a bit, and it's really never my time anymore. But we we get the job done, and uh, it's been a blast to work with with Barnon and Tom and our entire uh, team. They're an amazing crew, and they've kind of welcomed me back like a long-lost family member, just catching up off of uh, missing old time. So, speaking of that, obviously, when you when you when you move to a city like Tallahassee, and, and you're a you're a young guy with 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 a wife and a couple young kids. You're moving into a new community, a new everything. Where the voice of the voice of the of the team, there's not a pro team in town. The voice of the team is a big is a big deal. You're a guy that people are going to recognize or walk at Publix or at the grocery store or at the restaurant. How does how how is that kind of that played into into your transition into Tallahassee? Oh, it's been great. You know, the people here. Um, you're you're like, moving's never fun. No one ever wants to move uh, ever, even across town. It, it's not a whole lot of fun, let alone across the country, especially with a young with young kids and a newborn, right? And so my wife has been unbelievably uh, amazing uh, for our family, and she's been a rock star. But uh, people, uh, the fans, uh, you know, friends, they've been unbelievable, Jason. I mean, I talked about how great the people in Fargo were. The people in Tallahassee have been uh, amazing, so welcoming when they didn't have to be. I mean, they, not everywhere would be like that. They they would. Um, you know, I think probably make you earn your stripes sure. uh, to a certain degree. And there's still plenty of people that you have to you earn the trust. Uh, and, and that's what, in a lot of ways, that's what drives you to continue to be ready and and, and be good uh, when, when the, the lights come on and the mic turns on, right? But I, I, was, I was blown away. I was blown away by the acceptance. I was blown away by um, everybody being as kind as they were and essentially welcoming in, me into the family. Uh, even before our first game. So um, I can't ask for anything more from the people here. It's been so great to get to know everybody and uh, say hi to people out in public. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I look forward to it for many, many years to come. It's got to be pretty nice this time of year when it's about 75 degrees as opposed well, to about 20 below. Yeah, Jason, I, I figure we get to the weather at some <laughs> point. I married up in life, brother, and married up in weather as well. And so, yeah, I love Fargo. I didn't love Fargo this time of year. So I'm I'm loving life right now, baby. Loving it. <laughs> All right, let's get to let's get down the football field a little bit. Seminoles have had a real really good uh really good year. Eight and three going into the game in, into the game Saturday against the Gators, your first Florida, Florida State game. Talk to me about your relationship getting to know Coach Norvell and the staff, uh, and that and how that's gone and just some of the insights that you you can, you know. Obviously, this was a big year for Coach Norvell. He needed to show some significant progress, and he has. So give him full credit for that. Talk about how that how that's kind of gone, how you've seen the team go from the LSU game to kind of fighting through the three-game losing streak and now back on an uptick. 
Well, to start, Mike Norvell has been amazing to me, and um, I can't thank him enough for uh, allowing me to be around the program as much as he has. And not only Coach Norvell, the entire staff. You know, I had a previous uh, relationship or, or had a relationship at a previous stop with John Papuchas at Nebraska. And so JP and I have known each other for, for a while, played some golf back in the day, and it's been great to connect with him and know a familiar face around here. Uh, Alex Atkins, Adam Fuller, uh, those two have been unbelievable, as well as everybody on, on the staff, uh, support staff as well, have just been fan You got fantastic people. Uh, you have people that are are building that family type of environment, Jason, that you were a part of under Bobby Bowden and Mickey Andrews and Jim Gladden and, yep. and, and all the great coaches that you guys were around. And, you know, I guess my insight into what is happening here is, the one thing that I have learned in college athletics, and I haven't been around pro sports really a ton at all, but behind the scenes in college sports is the great teams are player-led. And the coaches set send the tone, uh, send the message, set the tone, and they have the plan, and they're going to make the adjustments in-game and put you in position to succeed. But – the players have to believe and they have to support each other and they have to, in a lot of ways, they got to love each other in the locker room yeah. because it's really hard to win. And, and you know this, I mean, with your experience, you're going to face uh, tons of adversity during the year, both on and off the field. And only the teams that stick together and, and believe and buy in are going to succeed. Now, you have to have talented pieces. You yeah. have to have great players. You have to have, you have to recruit. This coaching staff is doing that. You know, yeah. you're seeing the recruiting classes improve. You've seen what they've done addressing questions at offensive line, a wide receiver, the transfer portal. Right. They replaced Jermaine Johnson, Kiera Thomas up front. Jared Verse has been unbelievable uh, on and on and on and on. And so I think the LSU win early in the year really gave this team a shot in the arm. Uh, go back to the Louisville game. Speaking of belief. People forget about that game. Right. That was an amazing game of culture where Jordan Travis goes out, enter Tate Rodemaker into the game, helps them win. Jared Verse got hurt in that game as well. Mm -hmm. um, so there's been moments throughout this season where, you know, culture has been tested midway through October. And obviously culture has succeeded here, winning the last four games the way they've had coming out of, of the bye week. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think, I think coach Norvell, I think there was, there was, the questions came up again during the losing streak. Oh, is, is coach the right guy for the job? But I think he's really answered. I think, you again, I think you've seen the togetherness of the team. You haven't heard any people – you weren't, you didn't hear any people speculating, well, that so-and-so may be transferring at the end of the year or leaving and this kind of stuff. I think, I think coach has really done a good job staying to the message, keeping the message, because I think he's got, he's got a proven track record of winning at Memphis. And, again, I think it's finally it's, – it, people, again, people forget – he 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 came to Florida State during COVID. That year is just almost a throwaway year because of yeah. all the the trouble that everybody had around the country, not just Florida State. Everybody, right. all the challenges everybody had. So so he's really do. I really like what he's doing. Yeah, Jason. I would also tell you on, on the transfer side, I, we need to get to a point where our first reaction when somebody decides to leave is what's wrong. Right. And we're just not in that era anymore. I mean, right. this is this is an era for a lack of a better term of free agency in college athletics yeah um people uh, kids are going to come and go um you're going to have guys leave and i think what what coach norvell and the staff have done is they have you know 
still held everybody to the same standard. They've they said this is what you're accountable to, and we're going to treat everybody the same way. Um, and that's not for everyone. And so um, you're going to see guys move on every December. I'm sure after this week, we'll see probably some names that pop up. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that'll happen. But also, if you embrace that the the era we're in, and this staff definitely has, you can also help your program and help young men achieve their dreams and goals. Look at Jermaine Johnson. Look at what Jared Verse has done. And now you have a story to tell recruiting as well um, with with what you're doing. And there's some great things happening here at Florida State right now. How excited are you for the game Saturday? Your first kind of rivalry yeah. game here with the Gators. Yeah. I know you yeah. guys played them on the you played them on the hardwood last week and oh, and, and yeah. uh didn't didn't turn out well. But as far as on the football field, which I would say more people are interested in that. Not that they aren't interested on the basketball, sure. but this is the this is the the big one here. So talk to me about your uh, excitement for the game on Saturday or Friday night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not Saturday, well, Friday night. it was it was great for a half in hoops. It really was. Yeah. And then it wasn't. <laughs> but I, I like look, I tell you what, our basketball team, I know um it, it, off to a little bit of a tough start getting the win Monday night. I think it gets the monkey off their back and they're going to get Baba Miller back at some point in time here. Our basketball team is, is going to win some games. So he knows what he's doing. Leonard knows what he's yeah. doing. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're going to find a way to get this thing uh, on the right track. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I mean, you know, the Miami week was amazing. Um, you, you get a lot of those same vibes, I, I guess. This is a little unique as well because it's the end of the year. It's the final game of the regular season. Um, Obviously, there's massive bragging rights on the line in recruiting. Um, This is a game this time around where you can improve your your stock for a bowl game uh, as well and and get potentially to, you know, to a location where a a lot of Florida State fans can get to uh, a little bit easier. Not that I would not mind going back out to San Diego. That's an amazing area for a few days. But, you know, I, I think if you win this game, uh, Jacksonville's in play. Orlando potentially is in play right. uh, for a bowl game. And I think Noles fans would flock, and I think they would love to be a part uh, of something like that. But, you know, I can't wait to see uh, Osceola dismount uh, off of Renegade and uh, and hoist the spear in the air and show it to both sides and throw that thing. And, you know, uh, of course, with the, the historical nature of that moment, then, then, we're, then we're on. Then it's the real right and so right. um you you've lived it what's it yeah. like how do you how do you describe it from your perspective it, on the it, field yeah it's it's a different week like obviously all the so many of the guys know each other from high school and growing up in the same towns and little leagues and all that stuff so that part that element of it's great um it's a different rivalry than it what is with miami miami's a little nastier where florida florida states it's 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 competitive for sure but it's not maybe as nasty as the miami one I would say, but uh, and again, the interesting thing—it's a Friday night this year. I don't know if I don't—I can't remember a game, a Florida Florida State game ever being on a Friday. If it has, it's been a long, long time. I have to go back and take a look at that. That's a good question. Yeah, um, Friday night. No, I'm so. with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Two more questions for you personally. What, kind of broadcasting wise—is this always what you wanted to do growing up? And if so, who are some of the the voices that, you know, that, that kind of inspired you or the, or the guys that inspired you to want to be in this business? You know, I just always, uh, I love it. Sports is a big part of my life. I love playing sports, you know, uh, growing up, wanted to, wanted to be 
a pro sports star, probably like all of us did, you know, play in the, the NBA, the NFL or major league baseball and quickly figured out at six feet one and not running a four, four forty uh, back in the, the late nineties, early two thousands, that, that, that wasn't going to happen. But, you know, my family was always around broadcasting. Jason, uh, my dad was in broadcasting, public address announcing um, in our, in our hometown. I had an uncle who was in TV and radio. The radio was always on at our house in the morning at night, always listening to games, high school, college. So just just for whatever reason, it was always a part of, of who I was uh, growing up and loved watching sports. When I watched games, I listened. You know, I listened to the announcers and how they said things, uh, why they said things, when they said things, right? And so I kind of got ingrained into my DNA a little bit. Um, and I would say, you know, it, I got my first job in radio when I was 14 years old, uh, part-time weekend, the uh, DJ spinning oldies hits at a small station in my hometown. And so um, <laughs> in college, it, it became more real. You know, you had to decide what you want to do. Um, I was, I was doing more of the, the, you know, the, the play-by-play, the, the analyst work in, in, in college and, um, decided probably about my junior year that this is what I want to do. I'm going to go all in on this and I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. And always knew that, that, you know, the, the dream was this. And so uh, I've, I've been lucky. I've worked hard. I've sacrificed certainly plenty of family and friends have sacrificed for me along the way as well. Uh, and so it's a dream come true, you know, to be where we're at here in Tallahassee at Florida state university right now. You know, influences, um, had a lot of, lot of local influences uh, growing up. You know, mentioned my family, my my dad, my uncle, yeah. um, some some names in, uh, in my hometown that people, you know, would not know around here. As far as national names go, you know, Sean McDonough has been a yeah. friend and a mentor to me over the last decade plus, um, uh, just with his, you know, kind words every once in a while and the direction you know, uh, he, he would go on certain items. I can bounce questions off of him. A guy that I don't know that I would love to meet that I know is a great guy uh, and is an unbelievable uh, play-by-play announcer is Kevin Harlan. I mean, Kevin Harlan to right. me, you know, you talk about having that it factor yes. and, you know, some guys are born with it and some guys you just, you know, there's nothing you can do. Kevin Harlan has a, a voice that is, is you, you can't duplicate it, yeah. right? And so I've always been a fan and really paid attention to how he goes about uh, his business, uh, the, the way he sounds, what he does with TV and radio. And so he's been someone that I've, uh, that I've paid attention to and, and certainly looked up to over the years. One more question. So it's one of the challenges of being the, of the, of being the guy at, at a local university or your team, as opposed to when you're doing different events all around the country is a little bit of homerism. Oh, yeah. Every play-by-play guy's got to have a little bit of it in you. How how do you balance that 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 homerism that that's part of the job? Yeah. When you're in a, when you're in a Florida State or Florida or where, or North Dakota State, so right. how do you balance that as is in your role as opposed to when you do something more on a national perspective? Yeah, you know, for me it's easy. Um, <laughs> we want we want Florida State to win. You know, that's it. I mean, it's easy. We want Florida. When you listen to the Florida State broadcast, you, you want Florida. Now, that being said, um, you tell the story of what's going on. Right. If it's not a good night, 
it's you tell the story. Hasn't been a good night. Not playing well. Why is that? Well, tip your cap to the opponent. They played great. They've had a great plan. You know, the whole nine yards, right? And so, uh, especially in these games this weekend, you're probably yeah. gonna have a little more juice, a little more energy. But that's not, you know, that's not going to take away from the action on the field. Uh, I will. Um, I'm going to celebrate all the successes on both sides. If a great play happens, we're going to tell you about it and why it happened. But uh, you better believe uh, when the clock hits zero, uh, we want that war chant echoing throughout Bobby Bowden Field at Doe Campbell Stadium Friday night. Well, Jeff, been a real pleasure. Yeah, Jeff, been a real pleasure. Keep up the great work, you and you and William Floyd. Tell the tell the audience that they're listening where they can find you guys online for, for the broadcast if they're not in the Tallahassee area, part of the Seminole Network. Yeah, easiest way, Jason. Thanks for doing that. Easiest way, download the FSU Game Day app, free to download, and you can listen to all of our broadcasts there. It's a great app for Florida State fans if you don't have it already. It's got updates when events start. It's got live stats. It's got social media. I think it's even got merchandise you can buy on that app as well. But you can find all of our, our radio broadcasts on a digital platform. Download the FSU Game Day app to listen to all broadcasts of the Seminole Sports Network. Well, let's get us in the winner's circle this weekend, please. Let's go. I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's finish <laughs> this thing out on a positive note. Let's grab that big old gator head and take it back to the locker room with us. Let's do it. This is one of the first years I won't be able to watch the game. I referee high school football down here in Tampa, and I have a playoff game Friday night. So it'll be the first time in a, quite a while that I won't get to actually watch the game, which is – but I'll have a DVR, and I'll definitely well, have the app yeah, up. Do <laughs> this. Grab your AirPods. Okay. Stick them, you know, in your ear on one ear <laughs> with your cap. Pull your cap over it. Put That's the right. FSU game day app on while you're doing the game. That's right. There you That's go. Right. Well, Jeff, appreciate the time, man. Great, great – Getting to, getting to uh, talk to you. Keep up the great work, and welcome to Tallahassee one more time. And uh, continue the, the great work with uh, you and the you and the fellas. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Love to come back on, and uh, let's have some fun Friday night. Go Knowles. You got it. Jeff Colhain, director of broadcasting, Florida State, new play-by-play guy. Take care. Have a great weekend, Jeff. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Sports. So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.